When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On this episode of Newt's World, the Wall Street Journal broke the news on Sunday, June 11th, that billionaire philanthropist George Soros was handing control of his nonprofit, Open Society Foundations, to his 37-year-old son, Alex Soros. Open Society Foundations directs about a billion five hundred million dollars a year to groups such as those backing human rights around the world and helping build democracies. Foundation money also goes to universities and other educational organizations. The Soros Super PAC, called Democracy PAC, has backed the election campaigns of district attorneys and law enforcement officials seeking to reduce incarceration rates and racial bias in the judicial system. You may remember, George Soros's money is one of the reasons we ended up with the radical left district attorneys in major cities across the country, which has led to a huge crime problem. Here to discuss Alex Soros taking over for his father, I'm really pleased to welcome my guest, Rachel Ehrenfeld. She is the founder and president of the American Center for Democracy and the author of a new book, The Soros Agenda. Rachel, welcome and thank you for joining me on Newt's World. Thank you for having me. You know, the news broke that 92-year-old George Soros would be handing over the reins to his son, Alex, who's 37. What do we know about Alex and how he was chosen as the successor? Soros, who will be 93 in August, has groomed Alex, the 37-year-old son, very early on to become his heir. He grew up in a house that was completely consumed with politics surrounding and focusing on his father's activities. He was very young when his father, George Soros, opened his Open Society Institute in New York in 1993. 
And he grew up with the ideas, the radical ideas, and listening to his father's, well, mumbo-jumbo, for lack of better definition, rumbling about his philosophies related to what he called, what he borrowed actually from Karl Popper, open society. And he created the foundation. The first one was the Open Society Institute, and then it morphed into Open Society Foundations, many, many entities, many different organizations that are run by the Open Society Foundations that now Alex Soros, since December, actually has been running. So the announcement in the Wall Street Journal was very interesting because they called it an interview, but it wasn't an interview. It looked like a glamorous press release, <laughs> a very interesting public relation exercise in describing or trying to boost the image of Alexander Soros. And he needs boosting because he doesn't have the charisma of his father. He's very radical, has a big war chest to spend. And although he has been very active on social media, tweeting out and showing on Facebook his many photographs with political leaders, presidents, prime ministers, celebrities from all over the world, not only in the United States, but foreigners as well. He did everything in order to boost his image. He learned from his father, I guess, to do some marketing. His father did the same after he became a billionaire. When he became a billionaire in 1993, after raiding the Bank of England after devaluating the British pound and making between 2 and $10 billion. So Alex grew up very rich and very spoiled. And as I say, groomed to be part of the Open Society Foundation. He's more radical than his father. He doesn't have his father's experiences, of course. He has his own foundations. He declared that he will support more than before especially voting rights, because apparently they think that American citizens don't have voting rights. So since we have voting rights, I think that the effort will be to get the millions of illegal migrants somehow to vote. That could be one effort that they will focus on. Another one will be supporting abortion rights, federal, actually getting The federal government, which they hope would be the Biden administration, I guess, to pass a federal law allowing abortions at any stage, and also transgender rights. But if they are successful with pushing transgenderism, they won't have to worry very much about abortion because the castrated population will not produce many pregnancies, I assume. This is what he is very, very active on. He has his own Bend the Ark Foundation. And Bend the Ark is also something that Soros himself, George Soros himself, said in an interview to the New York Times that history needs to be bent. He has been bending history. Alex has his own bending. And this Bend the Ark organization is of secular, left-leaning, progressive Jews and apparently a few non-Jews. It is very active in um, against the Israeli Zionist Jewish state. They are funding, of course, also and operating against the judicial reforms that the Bibi Netanyahu government is trying to pass. 
Alex Soros made a statement a while back saying, well, the Jews really don't understand that if they support Israel, they are supporting things that they would never support here, like discrimination, totalitarianism, because it's a Jewish state, Jewish is religious, right? So there are no, he, like his father, he is really uh, parroting his father's statements before saying that Jews in a special state is an abbreviation and he doesn't support that. He doesn't support the Jewish state. That's in a nutshell who Alex Soros is. Wasn't there a feeling for a long time that his older half-brother, Jonathan, who's a lawyer with a finance background, that he was the more likely successor? Yeah, Alex has been much more involved in politics than any of the other kids. That's what he grew up with. He went to international meetings. His father, in 2018, for example, George took Alex on a special world tour, introducing him to political leaders all over the world. They visited Africa, and he introduced him as his heir. So this is not new. When Alex says that he's even more political than his father, what do you think he means? That he will support more actively, he will give more money to different political causes. We have more walk radical causes in the United States than we ever had before. We didn't have transgenderism. We didn't have Black Lives Matters. Nobody was promoting racial division in this country like it is happening now. There are many new agendas, work agendas to support, and I'm sure there will be a few more. And we are not finished with illegal migration. So we shall see what will happen with that. That's something that Soros, the father, has been supporting for a very, very long time. Not only here, but he started actually very actively supporting it in Europe too. And I'm sure that his son will continue with that. What is the world that they want to create? They want to create Sorostan. (laughs) (laughs) Soros is power hungry. In his youth, he was thinking of himself as God. When he became rich, and he could actually afford all kinds of political activities, he started to live out his fantasies. So that's his fantasies, I guess. And the United States is the superpower country in the world, and what a better goal is to take over the country. Now, he couldn't be elected president because he was born in Budapest, so the next best thing is to try and change the country to his liking. By the way, he criticized the Constitution. He said that our founding fathers were the children of the Enlightenment, and they believed in division of power, that the division of power will be enough to protect the democracy. But they were naive, he wrote. And he said, after 200 years, he said, condescendingly, we have discovered that when it comes to human affairs, truth can be manipulated. He has big ambitions, big ideas. And you asked, what is an open society? He said that it's a different conception of how society ought to be organized, more sophisticated than democracy or the communist system. And he wrote books about this. He says that he's an unacknowledged philosopher. That's how Alex grew up with these ideas. He thinks that the little people don't understand really what the world is about. He does, and therefore 
he is doing his best in order to get us what he thinks we deserve. And that's a society that would become really Sorostan, as I said before. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hi, this is Newt. In my new book, March the Majority, The Real Story of the Republican Revolution, I offer strategies and insights for everyday citizens and for seasoned politicians. It's both a guide for political success and for winning back the majority in 2024. March the Majority outlines the 16-year campaign to write the contract with America, explains how we elected the first Republican House majority in 40 years, and how we worked with President Bill Clinton to pass major reforms, including four consecutive balanced budgets. March the Majority tells the behind-the-scenes story of how we got it done. Go to gingrich360.com slash book and order your copy now. Order it today at gingrich360.com slash book. I noticed that he has some very strong beliefs that may not be in touch with reality. You write about a dinner you had at his home in New York City back in 1995 where he was saying things that were just plain not true. Can you explain that? The first experiment that he had in the United States to see how much he can push changes in this country was the attempt to legalize drugs. And in 1993, 1994, when he started, the idea of using drugs, of becoming drug addicts was unacceptable and the idea of legalizing drugs was unthinkable. Well, okay, so he wanted to see how much he can push Americans, how resilient are Americans holding their values, and how resilient is the law, the criminal law in this country. And so what he did, he was advocating for that. He founded his own organization to promote drug legalization, and he funded other smaller organizations that existed, and he started lobbying for legalizing drugs. He declared that 
Some drugs are addictive. This is after Arizona pushed back and said, no, you cannot legalize all drugs. So he said, okay, some drugs are addictive, but others like marijuana are not. And this was a lie because we knew in 1994 that marijuana is very addictive and that marijuana is still listed under Schedule 1 as a dangerous drug, as the most dangerous drug, together with heroin. Fentanyl is Schedule 2. Marijuana is Schedule 1. He and the people who were there were really preaching for legalizing marijuana. At that meeting, there were a few reporters, there were some administration officials. Apparently, they were talking about all kinds of visitations and travels, which they should have not actually accepted from Soros. And they were also there in order to support him with best ways thinking about how to legalize drugs. He even spoke about how the Swiss, which created really a drug part in the middle of Zurich, giving out drugs freely, and it became a terrible place and they had to close it down later. I visited the place and I saw and spoke with the Minister of Justice, with the former president, with the psychiatrists who were in charge of it. I visited prisons and I saw how dreadful this program was. And I just came back from Switzerland when I was at this meeting at his home. And he started telling me how wonderful it is and we were standing in a corner in a room, a very big living room at his apartment on Fifth Avenue. He was very loud and he told me about this. And I quietly said, well, that's not exactly the case. I just came back from Switzerland and it's actually a failed program. He was astonished that I even tried to correct him. So he started yelling at me. <laughs> And he said, no, no. He said again, no, this is a very good thing. I said, well, no, it's not. He was so mad, he turned around and left the room (laughs) and left me alone. So it was like a Woody Allen movie, really, a scene from Woody Allen movie. Everybody moved to the other end of this big living room and left me standing in the corner telling him or trying to inform him or objecting or disagreeing with what he said. It was not something that he tolerated very well. So that was the meeting that he saw. The very nature, I guess, of being that kind of a billionaire led him to a certain kind of arrogance that no one challenges him. Is that a fair statement? No, absolutely. No one really challenged him. I wrote also... An op-ed was published in the Wall Street Journal saying that because of his money and his respectability as a financial maverick, if he is unchallenged, he will be able to change the political landscape of the United States. This was February 1996. I was right, unfortunately. I took information to some senators. I took information to Republican mega donors. At the time, and I said, look, this is something that you have to fight. Nobody did anything. I didn't see you. I should have seen you. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. It's been very hard to get much information about Soros. How much of that's a function of his aggressiveness legally in going after people? Probably a large part. People are afraid to talk. And people who used to work for him are afraid to say anything. Two of the people I spoke with are no longer alive. People who worked for him and opposed his drug legalization campaign, for example, didn't dare say anything to him. And they swore me to secrecy. People who used to work for him say nothing. Because he's so rich and because he's so litigious, yeah, they're not saying anything. Publishers didn't want to touch anything regarding Soros a long time ago. When I wrote the Wall Street Journal piece, I was actually threatened, and the journal was still with a letter from his lawyer at the time, saying that I should retract what I said. (laughs) There was nothing to sue me. I didn't say anything that was not true. He doesn't like any criticism. The strategy that he adopted later was to label anyone criticizing him as an anti-Semite. And his son, Alex, who is now taken over, has already announced, if you want, in the Wall Street Journal piece that he will do the same to try and silence critics. And by doing so, by trivializing anti-Semitism, they increase it. But this is a guy who is basically against the state of Israel. Yes. The Open Society Foundation funds not only left-leaning radical groups in Israel, including Arab groups that deny Israel rights to exist, they also fund indirectly 
for example, the PIJ, which is a designated terrorist organization, and yet nobody is calling them out. Nobody is following that. There is a chapter in the book, and I named the organizations they are funding, and they are doing their best together with Alex Soros's Ben Diak to defame the Jewish state of Israel and criminalize it together with Human Rights Watch and other organizations and BDS. I'm amazed at two aspects of his politics. One is the sheer amount of money that he gave to the Democrats in the last election. I don't know. Zuckerberg had given a lot of money in the last election, too. He gave $400 million. That's not pocket money. Considering the amount of money that were given, for example, to elect prosecutors, etc., it's not much money. It turns out that bribing politicians or buying politicians in America is not a very expensive thing. Look at the new allegations about Biden. A vice president of the United States, he can be bought for $5 million? It's nothing. It's true. But you have things like they influence Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State. Most of the officials in high positions in the Biden administration are linked with Soros one way or the other. I didn't realize, for example, that Robert Malley, who was the special envoy to negotiate with Iran, is the former president and CEO of Soros-funded anti-Israel pro-Hamas international crisis group. I mean, this is like a totally biased thing. Wendy Sherman, the deputy secretary of state, was on the Soros-funded anti-American, anti-Israel international crisis group board. Victoria Nuland, the undersecretary of state for political affairs, on record helping the Soros fund management in Ukraine. I mean, you go down this line by line by line, it's amazing how many people who are associated with Soros ended up in the Biden administration. The tip of the iceberg, actually, because in order to really find out the links between Soros and his influence everywhere, and the people and organizations that he has funded, we need to develop a really AI even AI with combinations of very sophisticated algorithms will not be able to track down all the connections. And the Open Society Foundation was ranked as the least transparent NGO of its kind in the United States and NGOs abroad. That's quite impressive, (laughs) the least transparent. These are people who are very good at defending themselves very good at calling for openness while being totally closed, clearly deeply committed to a hard-left, anti-traditional American position, with an enormous network inside the Biden administration and inside the Democratic Party. The last thing I have to ask you about, because again, until you wrote this book, I'd always been curious, we just didn't know enough. Apparently, according to your book, the IRS filings of the Soros-funded Democracy Integrity Project... This is almost a Bolshevik. I mean, Lenin would have loved the deliberate use of words for the opposite meaning. Well, yeah. If you know anything about Mintzenberg, who developed the propaganda machine for Lenin and Bolsheviks, it reads very much like what Mintzenberg has done. The Open Society Foundation is actually closed. The Democracy Integrity Project is actually designed to undermine democracy and integrity. It's amazing. But according to the IRS filings, the Soros's Democracy Integrity Project had a payment of almost a million dollars to 
the British intelligence agent who concocted the Steele dossier. Yeah, well, sure. But you didn't hear anything about it, so why not? Writing about, yeah, it's Hillary Clinton, sure. He funded Hillary Clinton until he moved to Obama, but he continued to fund her. And he funded many things in Ukraine, his involvement in what is happening now in Ukraine, and how the U.S. got involved in Ukraine deserves a special book. So is Soros anti-Russian in that sense? He doesn't like Putin. Putin threw him out because Putin didn't let him propagate his ideas and fund everybody. And he was handing out not only his money, but very often, and in Russia, of course, he was handing out our tax money, which we received from the State Department. When I asked why America is being credited for money that is being given to different entities and causes in the former Soviet republics, the State Department response was, well, you know, he has more offices everywhere, so it's easier for him to distribute the money. I said, well, that's wonderful, but you should get the credit. And said, well, no, really. <laughs> so they didn't actually get the credit for that. So, no, he's been, he very often actually spends other people's money when he's giving it through the Open Society Foundation. He's partnering with many different governments, not only the U.S., as well as the U.N. and other international organizations all the time. What you've put together is remarkable. And I think, to the best of my knowledge, you're the first person to really have the tenacity and the courage to dig into the Soros world. And your new book, The Soros Agenda, is a must-read for people who want to understand how the last 20 years evolved and the way in which the left was consistently financed to undermine all of our values and all of our institutions. The Soros agenda, I think, is frankly scary and in danger of winning. You are not the first one to say that, that it's frightening. But I think that because I lay out his plans and the strategies that he used, I think it could help people who want to counter it to learn what to do. Because if you know your enemy, you can try and counter it, right? That's why I think your book is so important. You are, to the best of my knowledge, the first person to lay out how Soros operates, the kind of people he's been influencing, the depth of his penetration. That makes the Soros Agenda, I think, a really important book. We're going to encourage people to get a copy of your book. We're going to link to it on our show page. And I think we ought to watch carefully to see how Alex leads the Soros billions as we get into the 2024 election process. But I want to thank you for joining me because you're doing courageous work and you're taking real risks. And I think it's remarkable that you wrote this book. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you to my guest, Rachel Ehrenfeld. You can get a link to buy her new book, The Soros Agenda, on our show page at newtsworld.com. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan. Our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at Gingrich360.com slash newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Neutral.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.